Thank you very much, everyone, for coming back to Uptime Community. Today's date is May 10th, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you're new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. We welcome back our usual Uptime panel. We bring back Brother Bob, Brother Joe, Brother Kevin, and... Uh, we could not uh, have our brother uh, Robert come on with us tonight. Uh, he's feeling a little tired. He's going to get some rest. He's had a long day at work. So uh, we do thank you for joining us again. And uh, we're going to have a great uptime today. We we thank you for joining us last night, uh, last night, last week. And uh, we hope uh, everyone who has uh, received their prizes are enjoying them. Um, if you have not received the T-shirts, those who have won the T-shirts from last week uh, should be receiving those soon. Uh, most of them, if not all of them, have been shipped already. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was great. I think uh, we had a great time last week. I, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, we, we stayed on for like, what, an hour after the ship, just talking about things and talking about how it went and how much fun we had. Yeah, it was it was a great time, real special time. Nice two-year moment there, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Now it was we're in the third year, Greg. We're in the third year. <laughs> Here we go. Three, number three. Yep. We're gonna, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Twenty-four so, months. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-four months in right now. Yeah. So three years, three, twenty-four, super <laughs> prophetic numbers. You yeah. know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, guys, let's start with uh, with your week. Um, Brother Joe, how was your week? Any, any revelations, anything that you want to share? Go ahead. I, uh, I had a good week. I um, I did see something interesting when I went to work one morning. Um, can't confirm what I saw, but it was something in the sky. Uh, it was still pretty dark out, um, and it led to um, the same day that there was some more things going on with the planetary alignments. So... Um, you know, it's always, uh, you know, it wasn't a plane. It wasn't uh, anything I've ever seen. Um, but, you know, in today's time, we can't tell what's military and what's supernatural right now. And um, I think it just points to the fact that the deception is going to be very heavy when that time comes. Um, my week was good. Um, you know, after last week, we discussed about people we deal with in our lives Luckily, this week was better than the week before, and um, I did spend some time this week speaking with some family members about um, some things we've spoken about before, and uh, no matter how hard we try, we just learn every time we attempt to uh, communicate the things that we're seeing, it just doesn't click, and uh, only the spirit can really open their eyes to the things that are going on, and I've tried so many different ways, different angles, different levels of, uh, you know, audio and uh, dramatization and um, showing them things and they just, they don't want to see it. And, you know, I think we've mentioned this before, but it is a miracle that we know the things we know. And that comes straight from the throne room and Christ. And, you know, and just yesterday um, I spoke with somebody and, um, you know, they they were forced to do something with their body they didn't want to for work and different things. And, um, 
you know, out of their mouth, they said, um, they said, well, I had to do it. Otherwise I'd lose my job. And um, I thought to myself, this person worked for this company for years. The bosses had, you know, personal relationship. And I think no matter what I say to this person, it's not going to make a difference if they're here in the end times. You, you pray that they wake up, but I'm telling you, I mean, the amount of people that are going to take that mark when it comes out with, you know, the pressure they were squeezing on people was all mental. It wasn't even physical yet. The pressure that's going to come when the Antichrist is here with, has to do with food and children and hospitals. I mean, you know, God bless the people that say no. Talk about courage. And um, so I was really thankful this week. I was really thankful. I tried my best to praise God throughout the day, internally, externally. Um, you know, I get distracted by the world and I get, you know, stressed out with certain things. And then when I speak to someone like this and um, or I speak to a family member about, you know, things that are happening and what to be ready for, I walk out of that conversation and I'm like, I'm so grateful to Christ. So no matter what's going on in your life, if you know the things we discuss here and you know what's coming, you are chosen from day one and you are so lucky. Uh, we are all so lucky to have that grace from God. Um, so this week, it was really a, a week of um, gratitude for me. Um, you know, I know tomorrow could bring something else, but that's what I experienced this week. Awesome. And Mr. Bob Barber. Oh, you got to unmute yourself, brother. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Really good week so far, and um, I know we uh, we have a special event coming up in the next five days. It's a blood moon, and a lot of stuff that uh, could be possibly tied to that. We do know Israel is going to have their 74th anniversary as a nation, 7-4, number 11, 11 number of chaos, okay, once again. And I don't know if you guys saw on the news, but uh, I think, uh, who was it, uh, Iran was directly, no, Russia was directly, uh, Russia was directly um, threatening the United States directly now with nuclear weapons now. And now we're at that point. So is Iran. Iran wants to do, uh, they're preparing right now for a, uh, uh, a blackout type war with the United States now. First of all, the fact that they're preparing to go to war with us. Okay. But, you know, a few years ago, I mean, how could Iran be so stupid? But, you know, now we got, uh, you got Dopey and the, uh, White House and his whole leadership. So why not attack the why not attack America now while we're down? Okay, good time to attack. So even so, basically, uh, Iran is getting ready for a blackout type war with the United States, which means the uh, the whole uh, EMP stuff like that. So seeing all that stuff happening, and you know, you guys, they're talking about this so much, so loosely, and they have, they're developing these doctrines now. Russia has a doctrine. Iran has their doctrine on all of a sudden about dealing with these types of things. You know, they keep talking about it, talking about it, talking about it, plans and plans, putting out numbers and statistics now. Okay, you're not going to keep doing that unless you're, unless you're willing to pull the trigger. You know, so, and I believe that, I believe that uh, God's not going to let this happen, not during the age of grace. So any of you out there full of fear, don't be. They're going to try. But 
Now, this is not going to happen during the Age of Grace. This will be definitely an event like we've seen in Dreams and Visions with Joe sees and I see and we all see where the nukes come at the transition point of, of going from the Age of Grace into the Tribulation period. And, of course, I think the nukes will be a great time to begin the transition point. A great uh, bang. Start with a big bang, right? So when that happens, you got a lot of people that are going to be just evaporated. You're going to have complete complete media blackout. And you're going to have people missing all over the place. I mean, come on. I mean, when the Bible talks about where that, that horseman takes peace away from the earth, the red horse takes peace from the earth, okay? You know, that is taking peace from the earth. You have nuclear war, a thermal nuclear war, global thermal nuclear war. Sounds like war games with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I you guys ever seen that movie? But um, that was an old movie. But uh, but yeah, uh, a thermal, a global thermal nuclear war. All right, alongside with the rapture resurrection event, perfect time. A lot of people are missing. You, uh, they need to do a, they need to do a new census. See who's still on the earth still. Who, who's dead, who's been raptured. And you know what? Might be a great way to cover up the rapture. Who knows? Maybe they don't want to talk about the rapture. Maybe they, maybe they don't want to give the aliens the, uh, the um, credit for it. Or maybe they do. I guess, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll find out eventually. But um, a lot of things, I think, can happen during this blood moon because it's just coming at us all directions right now. Kevin will agree. I mean, you can't get onto any news source now without hearing about what's going on in the Middle East and how they're fighting with each other and then how they kind of collectively come together and hate everybody over here in the West. Mm. You know, <laughs> we, are at the, we are at the cusp of global tyranny right now. We're at the cusp of it right now. And the last two or three years is a catalyst that's taken us into global tyranny. Of course, global tyranny will be the, uh, the next beast system that will rise from Book of Revelation, that will rise out of the sea, the final system. And the final system, you know, we there's never been a global tyranny before, ever. There, it, was, it was isolated there in the East. But now since we have the West now developed over the last 2,000 years, you never had a global tyranny before. That's never been done. But it's going to happen, though. And they have they they definitely they oh, can't talk. They definitely covered all their bases, and the fact that the United States is just is just this clown world here right now. The only thing that makes sense to me, guys, is, is the United States is purposely being dissolved right now and being absorbed into a new world order. That's the only thing that can explain what comes out of that White House. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That sounds about right. Uh, let's see. So the week, yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing, uh, you know, more division and strife here at in the United States. Um, I mean, fueled by, you know, just continual, um, you know, spewing of venomous words, I would call them, from, you know, a whole bunch of people within the government and it's, you know, they're such hypocrites because they, they're like, somebody will say that's a conservative and then they'll be like, this guy's an insurrectionist. He's blah, blah. blah. And then they'll say the exact same words and then, but that's okay. 
And, you know, it's just this, this double standard thing that I think really causes a lot of people to lose their minds and just be, you know, just the anger builds up. Right. And then just causes more. And uh, Bob, I think that's part of this, this dissolution, um, mm-hmm. this dissolving of the fabric of what keeps the United States united. And, uh, you know, you can, you can see that those threads that basically connect everybody are just being snipped, you know, like one at a time. It's like systemic racism snip. And it's just like, you know, anything that was woven together there is just dissolved and cut apart. And it's meant to do that. It's meant to just to, to divide and conquer. And it's really kind of obviously sad to see. Um, All of us have been around here for a while and we, we remember growing up in a time where, I mean, it was just a lot different. It was just a lot different. I mean, sure, the United States had problems. There was all, There's always been, you know, factions that don't like each other. I mean, as early as like 1800 is really where it came out, right? And you had a tie and then all these things had to happen. I mean, it was just, it was ugly. And this was, that's over 200 years ago. So, I mean, this continues on to this day. But the American people were always, you know, able to to work it out until basically like the Civil War came. And then it was then it was like, okay, well, we're going to we have this way of living. And people basically said that is not a moral way to live. And there was a huge war over that. And other people say, well, there's a whole bunch of reasons why otherwise otherwise why the Civil War happened. Sure. But it did come down to basically like people were saying, look, we shouldn't have this anymore. And people were saying, yes, we should. Well, I mean, what are we seeing? Like, especially this week, people are like, look, I want to have um, the choice to do what I whatever I want with my body. And then you've got another group of people who are saying that's just simply not moral. So, you know, what's going to, what's going to happen from that? I mean, I've heard everything from, you know, civil war to nothing. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a huge gamut there. Obviously we don't know what's, what's going to ultimately come from it. But what we do know is like what Bob said, and that is the United States is tearing itself apart from within. And when you've got the military that are focused on, you know, inclusivity and making people feel good about things and bending certain rules so that certain people can get in and then out, I mean, no wonder, Bob, that other countries are looking at us going, now's the time to strike. I mean, are we prepared for anything major to happen? I mean, when was the last time that the, the people of the United States were actually called upon to, to be in battle? I mean, and there, I guess, you know, some people went to the Iraq war, but I mean, that was not, there was no draft there. I mean, we're talking like Vietnam and even people then were like, I don't want to fight for this. This is not good. You know, they know it's draft dodgers and so forth. But really the last time that everyone was kind of together was like World War II. I mean, that is so long ago. Uh, the United States is not prepared to fight a war. Okay. I can, I, I, I can definitely tell you that the people, especially those who are t- the talking heads and the people who follow them uh, on social medias, <laughs> Those people are not going to fight for the United States of America. They can't even take a joke. They're not going to fight. 
Yeah, they're not going to right. They're not going to they're not going to fight. So are we prepared for war? No, I would say no, Bob. We're not prepared for war. Nope. We do have strong uh, weapons and so forth. Obviously, we paid through the nose for them through through our taxes. I mean, we're spending up on a near 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 seven hundred and fifty billion dollars a year uh, buying weapons and so forth. So it's a deterrent, obviously, for people to try to attack us because we do have those weapons. But um, yeah. you know, I just uh, I'm just looking at this, Greg, and, and thinking. This this country is is absolutely tearing itself apart, and that should not necessarily just um, surprise people. I mean, even outside the Bible itself, you take a look at republics throughout history, and I mean, they only last like 250 years. I mean, until they really start falling apart. And where are we at right now today? I think this year is going to be number what 246. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're right there at the precipice of, of where republics start to crumble because they, they, they crumble from within. That's usually I'm just, what happens. I'm just amazed that we haven't blown each other up already. I mean, just yeah. being how we are as people, fallible, man, uh, just the, the stupidity of even some of the you know, people, leaders. You know, I mean, how many nuclear warheads are we sitting on? between all the nations here right now. Thousands and tens of thousands. I mean, you, can, can you th- can you imagine that? I mean, only God can put a stop to all of that with True. the madness, especially how we all act toward one another. Well, we have people in the, in the Congress that are... Only like, God can allow that to happen. We have people in Congress that are bragging about, like, helping down Russian ships, okay? I mean, don't you think that's going to, like, provoke and... Bob, I mean, is that just... Is that, is that going to go unhurt, uh, you know, just unnoticed and not not discussed? No, of course not. That's why Russia's talking about this stuff. I mean, we're the ones bragging about, oh, yeah, we took we helped take down their ship. Well, what do you think Russia's going to do? Oh, oh, well, that's, yeah. you know, that's fine. Go right on ahead and just destroy them all. No, they're going to fight back. Yeah, you know, they, you know what they want them to do? They're, like, they're, basically, they're basically saying, please send those nukes at us because we're not going to try to stop them. Look, we got a whole bunch of Christians here that must go. We got a bunch of uh, Republicans, Trump supporters, and people don't like what we're doing here. They got to go. So send those missiles, and then we'll see where we're at after that. The the Georgia Guidestones say 500 million people. That's it. So those those, those nuclear missiles will definitely do the Democrats a lot of good. You know, of course, there won't be an election. You know, that's obvious. So they get to stay in power. Yay. Right, yeah. Stay in power. You know, because that's why a lot of them are acting like there isn't going to be an election. That's interesting. So what do they know that we don't know? Well, actually, we do know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, they're, they're about to go head to head with each other. You know, you know, Republicans, you know, and I'm not saying the Republicans are great. You know, basically, Republicans and Democrats, rival gangs, you know, that's what they are. One's a little worse than the other. You got few Republicans in there that are really, really good. But, you know, let's face it, man. It wasn't like it was, you know, 100 years ago or 50 years ago, you know. And you're saying, Kevin, 246 years, 247 years we're in right now. And a republic lasts about 250 years. You know what's going to happen in about three, about two to three years from now is a blood moon over America that slices it right down the middle. Mm. Which will probably complete that 250 year cycle. Wow! You know, it's over. You know, Amazing. 
Yeah. You know what? Can I make an observation? I think this is the first time that everybody on the panel wore uptime shirts at the same time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is the first grade. We're color coordinated today, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think <that> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think someone in the chat just mentioned that too, uh, Ali. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. Uh, but only yes. took three years. <laughs> <laughs> There's See? a um, there is an asteroid that's coming by um, the Earth on on the fifteenth as well, Bob. Um, it's an asteroid that comes around every two years, and um, it came around a lot closer last time, like or actually in 2010, it was like a million and a half miles away, which is actually quite far <laughs> but in cosmic terms it's pretty close um now this one's like three and a half million miles away but this asteroid's like the size of the empire state building i mean that would do some pretty ma major destruction uh if it ever right. hit but th they're they're estimating that actually this is going to be the closest for a long time so there's no i mean it's not going to hit but it, i just thought it was interesting that it's actually passing by on the 15th um which is, you know, fairly close when you think about it. It's like, what, about 12 times the, the moon? So um, that's still pretty far away when you look, when you think about it. But I thought it was kind of interesting that an asteroid's popping by the same day as the, as the blood moon. Yeah, you can't have all this happening right now, and then nothing breaks loose. I mean, look what's happening right now with our economy right now. I mean, Joe Ugh. Biden did his big meeting today. Basically, what he's doing right there is just basically uh, slow cooking the frogs. And well, it's like we got this going on, but it wasn't. It, it's not that bad. It's like it's like your, you know, your like your your spouse goes and spends goes to Vegas and blows, you know, all your money, everything you have, the value of your home, and everything. But your spouse comes home and says, "Oh, I only spent about ten grand." It's like, well, that's a lot of money. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. that's not too bad. But then the next day, she got you kind of buttered up for the real bad news, you know. <laughs> and that's what oh, by the way, we're going to lose everything next day, you know. <laughs> that's basically what Joe Biden did right there. I think it's because the numbers come out tomorrow, Bob. I think the CPIs do out tomorrow. I think inflation numbers do out tomorrow. So if, it, if it's like, oh, it's at 8.3%, it's going to be like, see, it's getting better. It's about down 0.2% from last month. And it's going to be like, are you kidding me? You know, um, that's that's awful. I mean, yeah, today he said that uh, his policies are helping, not hurting. And he blamed uh, he blamed pretty much everything on COVID and Russia. And uh, and then he said that the ultra MAGA are the are the, the, the bigger problem because they want to raise raise people's taxes. Um the, the ultra mega wing of the Republican Party want to raise taxes. So, I mean, it's just, you know, starting from the very top of the of the political government pyramid of the United States. Uh, interesting, the word pyramid. Right. But I mean, yeah. it's like the, the top of it down is just sowing discord. I mean. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's I mean, you know, we didn't really used to have presidents that that did that that much. I mean, that talked and said, these people are the biggest existential threat to the country, or these people are the worst terrorists, or, you know, whatever. I mean, this is like very harsh words. Um, it's part of why Hillary Clinton wasn't elected. I mean, she called mm -hmm. half the country deplorables, or if you recall. I mean, that, that, that kind of talk normally doesn't get you elected. 
Um, but I guess if you're in power now, you can go ahead and say it with impunity, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it don't matter. They're, they're, they're going to put in whoever they want to put in. You know, you really cannot get too excited about the the federal elections. You can't get too excited about it. You know, I, I vote here locally. They try to keep things in check here locally. I, 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 I keep track of that stuff. And that, that, that's your last line of defense, man. I mean, the, the federal election, the presidential election, these uh, these uh, elections coming up, you know, this is going to be a bloodbath because the Republicans are absolutely going to win, you know. And then you have Elon Musk coming in now. He's taking over Twitter. But I see a setup there where, like what, uh, like what Joe always talks about, they're setting things up for the next guy. Go <laughs> Biden really stinks. His whole administration stinks. The worst presidential administration in the history of any nation on earth, by far. All right. Not just the United States, but the whole world. His history of the whole world. Okay. But like Joe says, though, it's just setting up the next guy. I believe whatever they got going on, if they, they I think they really do want the Republicans to win because the Republicans, I think it's, it's not going to be the Republican Party like it was 2017. Or 2016, mm-hmm. it's going to be a completely different party. Interesting, you know, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the type of party that involves angelic beings, mm-hmm. you know, false righteousness, mm-hmm. you know, Nephilim beings, all kinds of weird stuff. I mean, everybody's praising Elon Musk right now, but he has that neural link things that are going to stick in your brain, yeah. which I believe is going to be one of the uh, components of the mark of the beast. Yeah, don't forget that part, right, Joe? <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, the technology. All right, so I always, I always say this every time I put my coffee in the microwave. I'm like, is anybody, does anybody see this? We've had a microwave since the late, the early 1900s. And that's all you've gotten is that in a cell phone. So all the billions of dollars that we've given the government, do you really think that just there's been no improvement? Like the fact that technology hasn't advanced as much as they say it has. We have a screen and a telephone that doesn't require a wire, and that's it. So I'm, I'm not impressed. So that tells me that they have so much they're keeping from us, including the med beds, um, which if it's not a med bed, then it's a bot that goes in your body and reconstructs the cells somehow. It gets them to do whatever it is they need to do, whether it be reverse the, um, the attack on your body, whatever it is. But... Um, they're just holding out on this technology for a reason. I mean, we're talking about gasoline and engines still. And water itself, there's enough energy in water to power up almost anything we need, and they just won't, they won't give it away. And Shell had their biggest earnings in history. And to think that the Green Movement is going to shut down Shell and that Biden is pushing the Green Movement to shut down Shell is the most powerful entity on the planet besides the pharmaceutical companies. And all of them are owned by BlackRock. And all of them have people that sit on the board of the Federal Reserve, all right, which isn't federal. So they're not going to just change things overnight. So either this blood moon is going to reinstate the wars of the 1940s that Kevin was talking about. And this is maybe it's a cyclical thing. Maybe they do these things in cycles because it's a ritual you know, I'm not in the Elk Association and all these groups, so I don't really know. But I'm starting to see a pattern with the politics, right? I'm 38 years old. You guys are a little older. 
and it's been the same pony show for 50 years, right? So whether they're rolling out Roe versus Wade, thinking that they're going to convince us that the Democratic supporters are going to come out in droves to stop this, and that's why they win again, that's a joke, mm. right? I saw the people on the street. I don't like Trump, but I my eyes tell me what I need to know. I can see things. There was people in droves for Trump. He won, all right? End of story. Like, oh. there's no... There's no competition. There's no competition. And it's like putting it's like putting um, Tiger Woods against Eli uh, or uh, his brother Peyton on the football field. It just doesn't make sense. All right. It's just impossible. So with Neuralink, I always question that with Neuralink. Like, that's nothing. To me, Elon is the, one of the Rolock guys like Tesla was, the original Tesla. Tesla pushed out a patent every two months. Do you know how hard and impossible that is? There's guys that work on patents their whole life. One patent. You're telling me that Tesla rolled out a patent every two months? If you look up the amount of patents he had. So when I see Elon, uh, Elon, he's just a guy to piss people off and blame him for Trump coming back on Twitter. The Neuralink thing is Nephilim technology, if if it's even real. The shape-shifting metals that they have that are controlled by frequencies is Nephilim technology. Whatever they use in the Tower of Babel is Nephilim technology. And I pray to God that whatever was in that jab is not Nephilim technology, but who knows? So all this stuff is just sitting on the back burner. Like you see in Steven Spielberg movies when Indiana Jones comes across the crates of all the technology just sitting in a room somewhere. Like all that stuff has a date. Like they have, they're rolling all these things out on a date. And if they really presented us the technology we have, we would count on them to bring us to another place, to an advanced state, which they can't allow because an advanced state means that we're no longer arguing and fighting over things like $3.99 a gallon. So they are in full control of the technology and in full control of the um, the anger and the emotional um, arguments between people <clears throat> politically and psychologically, they are laughing at us. And just it's that's why when Jesus shows up and shows us the things that they've been hiding, it's like you know you won't believe it. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> the conversations that we're having, the things that are happening in our times, and we're going to talk about it. But Joe Biden's not in charge of anything, and. If you grew up, you know, 20, 30 years ago and you had friends that were on the street or were involved in things they shouldn't have been, gangsters don't let idiots run the country and they don't let them run the businesses. So that his position there is to stir emotion and anger. And let me ask you this. Anybody here on the panel, married or unmarried, would you send your wife to a country that's at war with Russia? Would you risk it? (laughs) Would you risk it? So you're no. going to tell me that he sent over his missus to sit down in a country that's at this huge war. And for anybody that thinks that Ukraine can hold up a fight against Russia, like there's bridges in Brooklyn I got for you. There's no way. You're talking about Putin and the, uh, the Russian army that, that defeated the Germans or at least put up a good fight. This guy Zelensky is not doing anything. Let me, let me ask you, where do you think, where do you think Elon stands in all of this because it's kind of back and forth, right? Is is he is he playing 
you know, he's playing both sides like Trump, both he's, sides he, of the game. Yeah, he, I think personally that he has a bloodline to one of the families going back to the pharaohs and they all get jobs. Like some of them sell artwork for $20 million and it makes no logical sense how that's possible. But the guy isn't articulate or intelligent enough to do anything else. So they give him a job. You're going to be a painter. You're going to make millions selling a painting to some moron. And we'll say that you sold it for this much. You got guys like Harry and his brother in England. Like, what are these guys doing? They're just bloodline people. They need something to do. And then there's the Roths. Well, I won't mention them here. I don't want to get flagged. But the families up there that are the really smart ones, you never see them, right? You never. When I worked at corporations, I never saw the CEO on the floor. Did you guys? Rarely. No. Right? Anybody worked and built? You don't see these guys because they're the brains behind the operation. They're working behind the scenes, right? Right. So there's, you know, every show needs characters and the wizard is always behind the curtain. Do you you think they're at war though? Do you think they're in competition with one another? I I don't think there's anything. I think, I think Putin, I think Kim Jong-un, I think all of these guys, they're all bloodlines related. They all get their continents to control because that's the way Rome worked. You had, you had Caesar and you had these guys and you had these governors and they all got a piece of the control they all married. What has nothing's going to change from the time of the pharaohs? Why would yeah. we think it changed? Because they yeah, created so, a constitution. So I'm posting right now. I, I just put up a tweet from Elon, right? Uh, about two days ago. If I die under mysterious circumstances, right. it's been nice knowing you. Uh, I don't know what what to make of that. Maybe okay. he's setting himself up to be a martyr, and then he he, he drives away in the sunset. If they kill him, that will cause a massive uprising. Like, you wouldn't believe. That would just be, um, yeah, everybody all of a sudden has some hope now with this guy, and they kill him. I mean, you're going to have, I mean, let's face it, though. I mean, when that Red Horse Rider comes, it's going. everybody's just going to go after one another for some reason or another. Some reason or another, you know? And I know once uh, right now we have all the food, uh, we have the inflation, food shortages. That's going to catch up with us. And they think they'll probably catch up with us this fall. Surprise, surprise, surprise. So we run out of food. You have people walking the streets trying to protect your home. Um, but I got to do, I have to say something here. Um, someone mentioned here in the comment section. It's like, is there anything good that we could talk about? <laughs> You know, we're talking about a lot of negative stuff right now. It's like, well, we're talking about a lot of negative stuff right now because here's the thing. Because this is happening, this means that our exit point is coming up right now. Amen. Because all these narratives that we're talking about right now is what takes place in the transition period going into the tribulation. And, yeah, I know it sucks to talk about it, but we're in that transition transition period right now. And that means one thing. That the Trump is about to sound soon. We're about to go home soon. You have mm-hmm. a lot of people right now who believe, already believing in that everlasting gospel, getting ready to go to work here. You know, people are preaching works, faith in Jesus, and stuff like that. And they're, they're, he already has a pre army here already, an army of Christians that don't believe in the gospel of faith, uh, faith alone for our salvation. Apostle Paul's gospel, 1 Corinthians 15 1 4. They just, you know, they attack. All of us, you know, I'm 
Kevin takes the brunt of my attacks because he, he monitors my channel. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll okay. get in there sometimes and say something to people. But, you know, what thing is, God, those people are right, but just not right now. Okay, yeah. those people are that pre-army that God's building. So that way they're already a group of people in place, a small flock, or more or less words, in place where the uh, when the two witnesses show up, and that angel begins preaching that everlasting gospel. They already have boots on the ground that are going to believe in that angel. And because those people are going to believe because, you know, when rapture takes place, they're going to be like, so those guys were right. <laughs> and now and now it's faith plus works. And it's just going to click. And it's going to be tough for them to accept that after they're left behind. I get it. But... At that point, now they can move forward. The word can move forward. You know, the the, the angels preaching the everlasting gospel have people on people on the ground, boots on the ground, already pushing that gospel forward. And where will we be? By the way, we will be up in heaven at this point. Okay, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what else to tell anybody. That there is no good news to talk about. There's not supposed to be besides the saving grace of Christ. That's the good news we get out of here. Yeah. We leave. The good news is, is that all these bad things are happening, and they're happening so fast it's becoming a blur. And when it gets to that point, this is when we go home. And the fact that we have, like I talked about at the beginning of the show, a nuclear narrative that's being used constantly. I remember they took someone mentioned it about a year ago. They're like, oh, "How could you? You use the word nuclear." And now it's like in every other news story now, right, Kevin? Right. Every yeah. other news story now. Yeah, not supposed to use that word, um, <laughs> but they are kind of just throwing it around now. Um, we talked about that a little bit last week too. I agree with you. I mean, if the news was great and everything was awesome, I mean, you'd be like, "Wait a minute, how is this the beginning of sorrows?" It seems like it's a fantastic time. So I think that when we see these things come to pass. Well, guess what? We look up and know that our redemption draws near. I mean, just like the Bible said it, it would be. So, you know, once again, I think that, you know, when we talk about these things, to me, yeah, it's, it is it dis- is distressful in order to, like, look out and see this happen. But at the same time, it's like this conflict of emotions that I have, which is, like, joyful that we are getting closer and closer to, to being taken and, and escape and that this is going to be a culmination here, and soon we're going to be ruling and reigning with Christ on earth for a thousand years. I mean, that's exciting stuff. I mean, we're going to have some good stories. Look at it. We're able to do uptime during that period of time, Greg. It's going to be a lot more like this is the good stuff that happened today, and this is the good thing that happened over there. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, hey, this the, the courthouse was stormed over there and this and that. I mean, Maybe at the end of the thousand years, we will report on that. But I mean, during the thousand years, I got to think that's going to be mostly good news. So I think maybe people are going to be like, where's all the bad news? I'm kind of missed the bad news before. Yeah. So I have the good news up right now. So yeah, that is folks there. There you have it. There's the good news. That's what Joe Um, looked to. That's our good news. First Corinthians 15, one through four. Uh, Yeah. Well, 
there, there's so much going on. There's so much information out there. I know I brought this up last uh, on one of the other previous up times, but it's almost an overload of information, folks. Just so much information out there between the, the Twitter feeds, all social media feeds, um, news, uh, you know, becomes old, you know, within seconds later. Uh, that's history. So, you know, it, it's amazing how much technology has a big role, a major role to play in all this. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, we, we you know, I think I, I know I've brought this up before. If you need to step away from it, folks, step away for a little bit. Get into your Bible. Get into your prayer closet and, and just seek the Lord, you know, get away from it. Just step away. You can make this conscious decision to just step away from it for a little bit. Just walk away. You know, yeah. if, if you come back to it and you're still saying, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to go there, then take some more time off from it. It's okay because we're still in uh, Christ. We're still in the Lord. We're walking in him and walking in faith. Um, you don't, we don't always have to know what's happening every single minute, every single second of the day in terms of news and all of that. Leave that to, to Bob and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's true. I mean, if you're feeling like you're, it's, it's running you down, you, you should step away from that. Get into the word, start reading some Psalms. I mean, you, believe me, your spirits will change. Your spirits will change. So you 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 kind of gotta like you gotta balance things, right? I mean, if you go deep into this world and stay there, you're gonna get dragged down into it. So you gotta you gotta separate yourself from that uh, sometimes, and then get into the Word and praise God and and count it all joy. And, yep. and it's difficult to count it joy when you're like mired in muck all the time. So. Bob and I, yeah, we do mire. All of us do, Greg. You can't tell me that you don't either. You wallow. I, I you, look, you look at this stuff just as much as we do. Come on now. But, I, I do. I, and I, mean, I confess to that, but I also confess that there are times where I say, oh, that's it. I'm putting enough. my phone down. I'm throwing it over there, and I'm I'm stepping away from it. And I know Joe does, too, because when he comes in uh, beforehand, sometimes the reason why we're late is because Joe brings up some kind of topic and we start talking about it. The next thing you know, it's like, hey, wait a minute. we got to get online. <laughs> that's because I'm, I'm fighting with guys on YouTube over Rapture videos and they're saying things that are just baloney. <laughs> and I need my answers. And sometimes I don't get a chance to look at them because, like, it happened today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got – I tell you, when the Rapture Dreams came out, it's funny how things are changing as far as the attacks. They're, they're interpreting, instead of just flat out calling Paul uh, a liar and he wasn't an apostle and the rapture isn't real, like that was the big thing in 2020 with rapture dreams. Paul was a liar, there's no rapture, right? Now they're talking about like um, when you die, you don't go, there's different levels of hell and that if your grandma was a nice person, um, even if she wasn't saved, God's not going to punish her in a way that's hurtful, right? So what they're doing is they're getting sly. They're basically trying to get away, away from people to feel like if they don't believe completely or they don't accept completely, or if you're a nice person, you're not going to have judgment. So I, you know, I use scripture as best to use the scripture. And now what they're doing is they're not responding to the scripture. They're using other things from like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, they're using things from all these other different platforms, New Age stuff and interpreting the Bible with some other stuff. And I, I just, I leave it alone. 
I'll put my piece out there, but I'm not going to argue with something that's fabricated, right? Like I can't, I can can, can only continue to put up uh, scripture if the person refuses to acknowledge like something Jesus said on the cross, right? It's undeniable. So, but they don't address it, but it's having an impact because I see people now, whether it's him and different accounts or other people, the attacks are becoming a little more, um, how do I say it? They're becoming better and they're becoming more sly. And, you know, it just reminds me of how uh, the Antichrist will do things. So the spirit of deception is, is, getting, um, is getting stronger. And that to me is, is the biggest sign. And I've always said the television and techno- that technology, you couldn't ask for a bigger sign than the television. Um, when the, you know, we speak about this a lot. But the television is going to literally, the, the Bible couldn't, like it said that Jesus could come back at any time, right? Because there is no gap. We don't have a certain time frame of when the rapture happens, when does the tribulation start, right, Bob? Like there's very little in there about the time. Like is it months, days, years? We know what the sign is for the mark and the Antichrist, but we really don't know the exact amount of time. But now with the television, we know that it can happen instantly. The rapture could happen. The Antichrist and the two witnesses, the two witnesses show up. Like it could be the second we go up, they may get a sign to come down. And that's exciting to me about the television as much as I don't like it. But we needed that television to get to that ability for people around the world to see the two witnesses be killed and arise. Mm-hmm. And um that is the only thing that, you know, I can say now confidently that it could happen within the same day. Like we could go up and the witnesses could come down that very day and start the show. And uh, yeah. as far as people, you know, getting depressed, I get it. Like I, I've stepped away, but, you know. It doesn't look like a lot of people in the chat, though, are very depressed when you look. When I'm, I'm reading the chat. I'm sure it was just, you know, one or two people. But yeah, you know, said when, you know, when you see all these things, you know, have no fear. Your redemption is not. So, like, what I, more could you ask for? Like, you should be begging for this Antichrist to show up. I mean, yes, we want the fulfillment of the Gentiles and the Jews have got their chapter and they got to wait. But, um, you know, like I say, bring it on. You know, I say bring it on. And when I saw the, uh, the uh, what's the word here, the convid show up, like that was a big sign. And um, we, we, were, we had heard about these plans, but um, we didn't really see it coming. Like we see the alien deception and the nukes. Um, so they caught a lot of us off guard on that as much as we were thought we were ready. But we didn't expect it to shut down the world the way it did. But that got me excited. As, as annoying as it was and as, as bad as it divided families, you know, so like there's not much more they can surprise us with. That's it. Like, does anybody have any thoughts in the chat about what are we missing? What do we need to be prepared for? Even though Jesus told us, you know, we'll be fine no matter what. Because at this point, I don't see much else besides a war, well, the invasion I, of I, Israel. I, mm-hmm. No, yeah, I think uh, Mr. Biden has a uh, has a comment for you. Come on, man. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Greg? We're talking about last week, uh, the birth of uptime. Your uptime began right at the time COVID began. You realize that? 
Right around that, that is, time. You, that is true. That is absolutely accurate. Hundred percent accurate. And when and everything very that, interesting. Everything that, that came from COVID, like you're saying there, Joe, they gave us so much content. I mean, it's, it's been great. <laughs> they gave us so much content to talk about, you know, and it's, we can reach so many people now. And what's great about it is that, you know, people are getting woken up because of the, because of right. all the uh, lockdowns and all the tyrannical uh, lockdown, the global tyranny trying to, trying to take over the earth now. But uh, yeah, I think it's interesting that uptime began right around that time when they started ramping up and it's been a voice of truth during that time, during this time. And we've been talking about this stuff, going in and out of everything that's going on with COVID and stuff like that, you know? And I think that because of what's going on with COVID, it, it made this show really great. It gave us a lot of great content. <laughs> that's what happened we with We believe in truth. The rapture dreams. Mm-hmm. The rapture dreams exploded at the same time. So, you know, whatever they were attempting to do, it always backfires because God will use it to his it's advantage. It's true. More people inside, more people sleeping longer. They got time on their hands to sleep, and they dream more. So there you go. I mean, it's it all kind of connects, doesn't it? That's true. I didn't think of that, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. No. They weren't going to but, work. They were getting But we rest. do have a lot of material, don't we? I mean, we have a lot of material every week to talk about. And the, the thing is, too, is like, you know, hey, just hang in there. No one knows the date of this rapture. We know that the day of the rapture is going to be on the day of the rapture, basically. Um, we, we know that's the truth. I mean, it's going to it, listen, have faith. Just keep keep your faith. Know that that's right. The rapture will be on the day of the rapture. That is my favorite quote. And because uh, I, mean, I get asked all the time, when's the rapture going to be? You know, when is it going to be like I've got some kind of you know, special knowledge of some date. Uh, that's why I keep on asking you guys in case you know, because <laughs> I don't know the day. But what I do know is that there is such a thing as the rapture. <laughs> and uh, that is good enough for me to know that there is that that going to happen one of these days. And you just need to have faith that it is going to be in the perfect time. And that God's got this day appointed from long ago. He knows when it is and that uh, it'll happen. Just have have faith. Part of this whole walk is keeping faith in God and trusting in him that he's got this. That, you know, no matter what happens, he is controlling all of this in some shape or fashion. Now, every minute thing, he allows us to have choice, right? He allows us to choose things. But at the same time, we had, we had that discussion, Greg. You're, you're, the, the ones who are saved are predestined to salvation. So you got, you got to remember that he he's the creator. You, you're not. That's why when people are going to debate you online and say you shouldn't have faith, it's fairy tales and myths and stuff like that. I mean, one of the first responses I, I usually give them is, look, they're like, what evidence do you have? And I point to Hebrews 11, and I'm like, my faith is the evidence. Faith is the is the things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. I mean, faith is the evidence. The fact that we have faith proves that it's true. <laughs> Otherwise, it couldn't be, because we would not, we would lose it. We, we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't believe it anymore. But the fact is, is that the unseen things are so evident to us 
and that we have this faith. And I said, you know what? You can also be proof as well. You want your proof? Go and seek God. Go and look in the Bible. Go read the word. Go pray to him. Ask him to to reveal himself to you. And then when you have faith, you'll be like, what is the proof? The proof is me. My faith is the proof, is the evidence. And it's like, well, some people will say, well, just because you're certain of something doesn't mean it's proof. And it's like, that is very true. Like certain, someone can be, someone can think that they're certain all day long. But there's a difference between thinking that you're certain and actual proof and truth and fact. And that is the evidence. And that's the difference. And so people will go ahead and they'll, they'll all day long try to combat you. And you're just like, and you're also wondering, what, what are you really trying to gain here? Are you trying to take me out of my faith and steal my crown? Is that what you're trying to do? All I'm trying to do is help you understand that there is this thing called eternity. And that's going to happen after you die. And what determines what your eternity is, is actually what you choose here on earth while you're still alive. I'm trying to help you escape the fiery pits of hell and damnation. Now, Grant, I don't say those words. And some, you know, sometimes, sometimes I will. Some, most of the time I won't, though. I'll be like, look, at, there, there, there is a, there is a, a, a place that's going to, to house those people who do not believe. Right. I mean, Bob calls that lake fire and those people are the lake of fire people. And, you know, we're trying to save them from the lake of fire. Now, we can only save them in a way which is basically showing them the truth and then hopefully the whole, you know, leading them towards the Holy Spirit so that they can be saved by Christ Jesus. But we're we're the ones who are trying to pull them out of that so that they don't go in there. But they're the ones who are like trying to pull us down from heaven and go down into the pit of misery with them. And it's like, you know, you're not going to convince me not to have faith. Well, you're not going to convince me to have faith. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we're at a standstill here. But I mean, you got to. But either way, you got to admit that the um, that the motive that I have is much better than your motive. Your motive is to, for me not to believe in anything. Or believe, in, or believe in that, that we're not going to have any kind of destination at the end, that we're just going to go into the ether. Now that, that takes a lot more faith than what I've got. <laughs> I can tell you that because <laughs> were you there, like what the Bible says, were you there when God created the Pleiades? Were you there? No, you weren't there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Th- th- this is exactly the what's going on here, right? We're running well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calls you. Those people are not uh, on uh, messengers from Christ Jesus himself. No, no, no they are messengers from the evil one. And they are trying to hinder you on your path to eternal life. And so what I do, I give them a word. I tell them those things and I move on because I don't want to, I don't want to partake with them. I don't want to dwell with them. I'll give, but you know what? I'll take the time out of my day to actually give them a word. I'll do that because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, who knows, Joe? I mean, after the rapture, they go and try to look for me. And then like that guy, I chatted with him and he looked at his channel. He's not around anymore. What happened? You know? Oh, well, there's a whole bunch of people that are gone. He's one of them. Huh? Just coincidence that he was one of the guys who told me about the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, And I always let the Holy Spirit tell me like, I'm not the type that, I'll comment on every video. I don't do that. <clears throat> but if the spirit tells me 
uh, before I even start the typing on the phone, I'll say, you know, do I really want to respond to what I just saw? I know it brings attacks because that's what happens, right? And that's good because it's a blessing for us. So take it while you can. God's giving you an opportunity to spread the word and get a blessing. But this wasn't about the rapture. This was this one. This one was about him saying that no people will avoid serious judgment. And that we can't have because that was like why the apostles got fed to lions and why people are dying today. Because they're just trying to spread the truth about Christ. And it doesn't hurt anybody in any way. So what they were doing was a direct attack on the work of Jesus Christ. So on this particular video, I had to say, and it was nothing aggressive. I always say, God bless. And I use scripture and I use the fact that um, the whole purpose of why Jesus showed up was so we could have, we failed at the law and the commandments and what they did was they try to use, this is why I'm saying they're getting cute, that they're using scripture, knowing that the people watching these videos want to learn scripture. And they're not, they're, they're, some of them are babes in the word, and they're easily convinced otherwise, and it makes them doubt and question. Mm. So, he, you know, they don't respond to your questions. They only use other ways of getting the other person to doubt. And that is an attack on the body of Christ because they're using the word of Christ. They're trying to use the word against us in a way that makes them question their faith. Now, to me, I question the Dead Sea Squirrels. The Holy Spirit doesn't make me feel like it's 100% real. So, like, I, I, wouldn't, I would just go off of what Jesus said. And what Jesus said on the cross was that when you today, you will be with me in paradise. Mm. So... I can only go off of what Jesus said. The other things that were found, you know, the Holy, just the Holy Spirit doesn't drive me to it. So, but they never acknowledge the fact that Jesus said it, nor do they mention his name. They use other things. So that's how I know it's an attack because they never, anybody that's saying that, that says that they're a believer, it doesn't make sense. Why would you be a believer, but then deny what Jesus did for you, did for us? Mm-hmm. So that's how I know the attacks are getting, you know, and this is what the enemy is going to do. That's why he's the Antichrist. Whether he literally shows up as G saying he's Jesus and changes the rules, I don't know. But they're going to somehow use um, the word against us, or at least in, in the tribulation. And they'll, they'll, you know, they'll bend the rules somehow because they do mm-hmm. it now. Well, they're definitely you know, ramping exactly. up the persecution, yeah. aren't they, Bob? I mean, we just saw it this last week, like on Mother's Day, right? Um, you know, Catholic churches, were, were, all four of us aren't huge fans of the Catholics, obviously. And that, that I mean, not necessarily the people, but the, the, the institution, the religion that they have um, has a lot of heresy in it, as we all know. But, I mean, obviously, I mean, going in there and harassing people when they're worshiping, um, hopefully they're worshiping Jesus Christ rather than Mary or whatever. But the point is like they do that. And then they got these other groups that are like throwing Molotov cocktails into, into, you know, these places. I mean, I would say that definitely this last weekend, this, the, the persecution, I mean, you don't really hear much about people going and, and like accosting people and going into the actual church 
and making commotion. I mean, that doesn't happen very often in the United States. And well, now all of a sudden here. It broke I mean, the seal. Broke the it broke seal. the seal. You, you're going to see that. You're going to see all that stuff begin to blow up because yeah. I've already seen that in dreams and visions where they attack people in churches. That that They're breaking the seal right there. They're going to make that a norm. It's okay. fair game now, right? Yeah. And uh, that that's coming. And uh, it's coming now. It's coming right now, even during the age of grace. But it's really going to kick up after uh, after the rapture resurrection event, because at that point there will be global. This whole point of global religion and religion will come to the forefront. It won't be politics no more. It'll be religion, you know, because that's where they want to. They they got past all the politics. Now we want to get everybody to in line with worship, you know. And that's just one of the things that they, and that, that's just uh, one of the preludes towards it right now. So the fact that it's happening right now was no surprise to me. You know, I saw people in there praying and stuff like that. Uh, just because they're Catholics, yeah, the Catholic leadership is garbage, but there, you know, there's some people in there that are decent people that are Catholics, you yeah. know, and they probably do believe in Jesus, but they just don't know how to leave the church. Right. You know? so I'm guessing there are probably some people in there like, I, I was one of them, sure. you know. And uh, I want to give uh, some people some hope right now, actually. Uh, we're talking about earlier, you're talking about earlier about having faith and faith in the rapture resurrection event. Um, mm-hmm. If you can, Greg, go to Colossians 2, mm-hmm. verses, 13, uh, verses 12 and 13. If you could put that up on the screen here. And uh, mm-hmm. the Bible talks about in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What's the good work? Your salvation. You're, you're spiritually born again, sealed, the day of, sealed to the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're saved by grace, Ephesians 2.8 and 9. Okay, grace through faith. And once you're born again, you're sealed spiritually. You're done. Your Holy Spirit baptized. Okay, that, that can never be undone. It's like coffee water. You can't undo coffee water. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> water and coffee goes together. Coffee water, you can't you can't undo. It. There's a good Bobism, Greg. We did, we got our Bobism for the week. I think we got to note that, notate yeah. that. Well, coffee so, water. So the, pro- the the process of salvation starts with the regeneration of your spirit and still sealed to the day of redemption. God knew this was going to take two thousand years. So that you knew if you're if you got saved two thousand years ago. God knew, well, you're not going to make it to the rapture resurrection event. So when you die, I can reserve you in heaven until that day, your spirit, because you're sealed to the day of redemption. So at the rapture resurrection event is when God brings everybody to an even playing field. Okay, God equalizes everything at the rapture resurrection event. And in uh, right here in uh, Colossians 2, 12, 13, it says, buried with him, in baptism, baptism of the Holy Spirit, wherein also, <clears throat> wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. Okay. Does an operation, does an operation have faith? No, it's just an operation. You have faith. The operation is set in stone. This is God's work. God's, God knows what he's doing. He knows how to resurrect people. Okay, he's yeah, pretty good team. at it. He's really good at it. Yeah. He's really good at calling people up to heaven. He's yeah. really good at doing that. So the operation talked about in Colossians 2.12, 
that is just a, that's the operation of salvation from starting with your spirit and finally finishing with your flesh. That is that operation that's talked about. You have faith in the operation. If God started the operation with our spirit, don't you think he has the know-how? Don't you think he has the ability to finish this operation? As it says right here in this verse, that we are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you go to the next verse, Colossians 2.13, it says, And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him. That's when you become born again in the Holy Spirit. Mm. Having forgiven you of all trespasses. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. And that, that means you're forgiven all your trespasses God. spiritually, and your body, even though it continues to sin, is forgiven of all trespasses. It's Your body also receives a promise of a, a rapture resurrection event. So the operation of the rapture resurrection event is just an operation of God, just another one of the things that he does. So you can have faith in that operation. God knows what he's doing. So to say you have faith in the resurrection, you have faith in the rapture, you believe in the rapture, well, you better start believing in it because it's one of God's operations. Okay? And we need the, we, we need the rapture resurrection event because if we don't get taken out of here before the tribulation begins, then we're going to have a mess on our hands. Because remember, like I said before, you have us preaching the gospel of grace, but then you're going to have the Revelation 14 angel preaching the everlasting gospel, which, by the way, according to the book of Acts, these two gospels are at heads with each other. Completely different gospels. So God is not the author of confusion. All right? It's peace, love. It's a spirit of peace, love, and the sound mind. So he cannot keep us here during the tribulation. We cannot stay here. We have to be removed. There'd be too much confusion. You, you know, if, if we're here and the two witnesses show up, yeah, like I said before, we will all go to Jerusalem and crowd around them because we know who they are. I mean, I would go to Jerusalem. I get a whole bunch of us. We should all go to Jerusalem, and you know, and, but you're not going to have that because we won't be here. And the fact that they're here teaching, I think you said it before, Kevin. If 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 we're here preaching, then why do they come here and preach? Why do they come here and preach? Why you got angels in the heaven preaching an everlasting gospel? <clears throat> and by the way, if we're still here, what happened to the previous gospel? Aren't right. you going to finish that operation, God? Because according to this gospel that's coming up, it's a completely different operation where you can lose your salvation, all kinds of stuff. But that other operation I was just telling you about, in Colossians 2, 12, and 13, that operation is guaranteed start to finish. Once you have faith, you are sealed to the day of redemption. Okay? That's when the operation is completed. That's when the whole thing is done. And then at that point, that point we are removed. I mean, some people said the rapture is not in the Bible. But if you just study the Bible, <laughs> you know, just stuff like this. Right. They don't study the Bible. They don't study it. And that's it's my concern. With- they listen, they yeah. listen to people and they're like, Oh, that was made up by Darby. That was made up by the Catholic Church. That was made up by a woman in 1825. That was made up by, you know, you name it. And it's just like, no, you know who made that up? 
God made it up. He sent it to Paul, his messenger, his apostle, our apostle, and he wrote that down via the Holy Spirit. That's who made it up. <laughs> Nobody else, no man made it up. God, God gave that message to Paul. He showed him the mystery, and that, that's all there's to it. I mean, there's illusions of it before Paul, sure, but Paul was the one who actually wrote it straight out in 1 Thessalonians 4. I mean, you couldn't be any more mm-hmm. clear than what what he wrote. The, the, the fact is, is, like, you can't actually even read around it and think that's not what he's talking about. The people who say that, Bob, who say there is no such thing as a rapture, they will say that that verse, that, that, you know what they'll usually say? That verse doesn't mean anything because Paul doesn't mean anything. I mean, they usually try to just all that's of it. Paul, like the whole thing. There's like, right. Paul was a heretic. He's, you know, the, the, he's not even a believer, blah, blah. You know, just keep on, they'll go on about Paul, Paul. Paul Paul's got heresy. Paul doesn't believe in the law. Paul, this and that. And you're like, wait a minute. Now we're getting to the crux of things, aren't we? And then you start mm-hmm. talking about, so what do you need to do to be safe? You need to follow the commandments. And this is, aha, now yeah. we understand. You know, okay. you know what that's like, Kevin? That's like going to the IRS and say, telling the IRS, you know what? I'm going to do my taxes here, but I like the way they did it back in 1972. <laughs> they had a good system back then. I'm going to do my taxes according to that. Okay? Yeah. You just take it. Right, right. right, and you, you submit your stuff, and the IRS is like, oh, okay, I see what you want. Like, well, that was the old here. law. Don't you want to do the new law? And you're like, no, Good no, analogy. Like the old law there. <laughs> the, the, the IRS going to tell you, yeah. Is the IRS, IRS going to accept that and say that's okay? No. I don't think so. You can't do you. You, you can't do you here. You got to do what's on the books now. This one applies now. These are the laws now. These are, this is how you pay your taxes now, not you know 50 years ago. Okay. But the way and, Paul, no, listen, the way Paul puts it through the Holy Spirit is perfect. It's like, look, the law was sent to basically show that you're just not going to make the mark. Well, there's got to be something that, that, that comes in between of that, that allows you to make the mark. What allows you to make the mark? Faith in Christ Jesus. And Paul lays that out and says, look, we're saved by this. We're saved by grace through faith. It's not, it's not of works. I mean, obeying the law is a bunch of works, isn't it not? I mean, and they and then they compiled upon Ten Commandments with like hundreds and hundreds of laws, and it's just like you got to do them all, otherwise you die. Wow, impossible. You know, it's impossible to, to 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 actually do it. That that's that's the reason why it's there. It's there to show us that we're not that we're not going to make it on our own. That we're not going to be able to get there on our own. That's why you need to have a say. That's why Christ Jesus himself died for us on the cross. Otherwise, it's in vain, is it not? It's in vain. Why would he have to die on the cross, Bob, if you were able to get there yourself? You don't need Christ Jesus. You don't need his suffering. You don't need his sacrifice. You don't need it. You can get Bob, you can, you can attain it. You can get there on your own. No, you absolutely cannot. None of us can. You know, and the Lord the gave fact me. Is that it is a free gift, and so you have to receive that free gift. You don't just get it and then without without actually receiving it, okay? Not everybody is going to be saved because that's like mm-hmm. universalism, right? It says, don't worry, don't matter what you believe or whatever, you, everyone's going to get saved. Well, I'll tell you this. They didn't read Jesus' words. They didn't read Jesus when he came because he talked about damnation and hell, did he not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the Lord gave me a really great analogy about salvation, and basically, he showed me like like ten to fifteen different ocean liners lined up, 
at the uh, coast of uh, of North Carolina over there along the East Coast over there. And these ocean liners were supposed to travel all the way to the Middle East, okay, all the way to Iran over there and Syria and everything. So, but yeah, you, you had choice of 15 different ocean liners. Now, here's the deal. Only one ocean liner is going to make it. Only one's going to make it. All the others are going to sink. So you got to have faith in one of those ocean liners, which one's going to make it. If you pick the wrong one, you're going to die on the way there. So you better have faith in that ocean liner. And you know what? Jesus Christ, the ark, all right? That's the ocean liner. His works alone at the cross. You do not have to work for your salvation. You don't have to work to get get your salvation or sustain your salvation. You're saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Okay, Jesus works alone is the only thing God accepts. And you receive, you you reach your hands out and receive that gift by faith. Okay, you have faith in it. So which means is when you pick the ocean liner of Jesus Christ, the ark, you get aboard, you are saying, okay, I have faith in this ocean liner. This is going to be the one that's going to make it. <laughs> that's not going to sink because you got to have absolute 100 faith. You know, you see what I'm saying? It's like Indiana Jones jumping on that bridge. Make, you know, having faith that that bridge is there. You're going to have faith that that ocean line is going to make it. Okay. And every other thing is false. Even other, there are other, there are other ocean liners that have a Jesus theme to it. Right, Kevin? Sure. Or Joe? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it has a Jesus theme to it. You know, a whole bunch of Hail Marys on there and stuff like that, you know. But, uh, or the but promise of, uh, you yeah. know, virgins in heaven and so forth. I mean, there's all kinds of different paths, but there's only one real path. Jesus came and he fulfilled the law, right? He's the only one who ever actually made it through his whole life and fulfilled everything. And he, those works that you're talking about, Bob, are justified. And when you have faith in Christ Jesus and believe in him, he gives you that opportunity. And the Father provides you that opportunity as well to actually come to him through Jesus Christ. And that is the only way. And that's what Jesus said, right? That's why he said it. He said, there's only one way to the Father, and that's through me. Right. Mm-hmm. He's the only way, man. His ship is the only one. You know, I think you just got to have faith. You walk on you walk on board that ship, you're like, okay, I'm past that point. I can't turn around and get off the ship now. I have to stay here. Okay, that's faith. Believing in Jesus. You only, get, you only can die one time. Sure. Truly die. Okay. And I know when people make that argument, well, people have near-death experiences. Yeah, it was near-death. They didn't right. completely die. They didn't completely separate from the body, and the body got destroyed. Okay, that was death. Okay, so people who have near-death experiences, they didn't die. They got temporarily temporarily separated from the body to fulfill God's will, whatever they needed that person to do. Yeah. They returned to the body, but they did not officially die. <laughs> right. They completely, permanently separated from their body until the rapture resurrection event. You know, yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't have come back. Yeah, I mean, it's so pretty simple, right? The attacks, the attacks on people for the um, the rapture, um, it, the the fact that their the enemy's attacks are so hard on Paul and the rapture tells me that they don't want people knowing about it. Right? They're not arguing about Daniel in the in and. Meshach, Meshach, and they're not arguing about Noah, and they're not arguing about um, 
Um, Matthew, well, argue, they don't argue about the Antichrist either in six six six. They never argue about the they never argue about the Jews, right? They never argue about them and 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 Moses and Elijah. Never, never, never. But they attack the rapture, and that tells you what you need to know because the enemy knows that people were waking up to it heavily in the past thirty six months. They attack the rapture and they right. attack, and they attack Jesus's deity and they, and they attack us, your they family members, your friends. They make fun of you. When's it going to happen? We've been hearing about this forever. The attack is is focused on this time on us. And there's a reason. The enemy doesn't want, the enemy knows that it gives people hope. That hope makes people better every day. We get up every day knowing uh, before I get out of bed, most days I open my eyes and I say, thank you. I say, thank you so much. And then I get up, I start my day, I get distracted and throughout the day. But it changes what you do and the things you say to people and the prayers. And that hope, that blessed hope is exactly what Paul talked about. And that's why they attack it so much. And that's how I know it's real. Because the enemy only attacks when he feels threatened. Yeah. And we keep on getting warned, like, don't let people steal it away, right? I right. mean, so we're, we're already forewarned that they're going to try to. Right. Otherwise, it wouldn't. There was no jeopardy of actually anybody like trying to steal away a crown or like steal away your hope. Right. Well, then you know they wouldn't talk about it. But the fact is, is that the Bible talks about it a lot toward at, around the end about the end times. It's like, don't be deceived. Don't let people deceive you. Don't let people steal this. Don't let people take this. Don't let people do this. Yeah, he knew. Like, and, and, and get we're getting attacked. You get attacked daily if you're out there. I mean, let's be honest. You get attacked daily and multiple times a day, and you're like, thanks for fulfilling the Bible. You know, I mean, I appreciate that. You're just encouraging me more in my faith. So, that's so true. So true. You know what? What kind of person that doesn't believe in anything attack you, right? Yeah. Right. It's an attack from the enemy. If, if you don't believe in the story. Then why? Then you, who cares, right? Why would you care? Like, yeah. I don't care a thing about what the Muslims believe. Nor would I ever attack them. Right. If they attacked mm-hmm. Christ, that's a different story. I'd say, I'm sorry, sir, but you're incorrect. Yeah. And that's it. I'd move on. But their attacks are planned, triangulated, and they're heavy. Right. You Especially, know? it's worse. Worst attacks come from the believers themselves. Yes. Oh, yes. You know what? I have a few verses for them. What, what do these people say? Oh, you're not, the rapture is not going to happen. We're going into the tribulation. What do you do with Romans 5, 9? It says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Okay. Or how about 1 Thessalonians 5, 9? For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not still not going to. How about 1 Thessalonians 1, 10? And to wait from his son from heaven, whom he has raised from the dead, even Jesus, which deliver, delivers us from the wrath to come. Okay, I just gave you three verses right there. It's a great book. It shows that we do not face the wrath of God. Now, the people, you know, even non-believers, you know, even though they, they're non-believers, but yet if you tell them, hey, you know God's wrath is coming here on the earth? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's coming. They, you know, they, something's going to happen. The world's going to end. Some bad's about to happen here. You know, and then I start talking about the rapture resurrection event. I always blow my family away when I do that. It just... <laughs> 
You know, it's like we're talking about Jesus. Okay, we're talking about Jesus more, which is great. But when I get into the rapture resurrection event, that's the divide, man. It's just like, you know. They stop at 1 Thessalonians 3. That's like, I'm not going to go any further than 1 Thessalonians (laughs) 3. That's uh, draw the line right there, Bob. They all think that none of them are going to be. So if they don't believe in the rapture, that means that they believe that Jesus will return one day. But none of them ever believe it will be in their lifetime. So all of them think they're going to die and then meet Jesus. Because I've had these conversations, too. And like, no, he's not going to come in our lifetime. Well, then whose lifetime? Which, which, (laughs) Which which one of your relatives are going to be alive in a Catholic? And, uh, and, and I don't understand. Like, do you know, like, so you believe in the millennium? That means how could you not believe in the rapture? They must, Jesus, they must believe be in past life. They must right. believe in past lives. Somebody, <laughs> somebody wow. has to be on earth when oh, Jesus God. comes back. So who's it going to be? It's not going to be, but it's not going to be in my lifetime. Right. But That's it what I would right. say. You know what? You know what the word the, the answer was like is like most common is like forty to fifty years. It's like just out of the reach of like when that person's right. going to be alive still, right? Oh, he's going to come back. Yeah, I'm like forty or fifty years. I mean, they've been saying that for like hundreds of years, forty or fifty years, forty or fifty years. And it's like, but you know what? At the same time, though, the the, the knowledge has been increased, and you know, Bob's got a, a lot of videos on this knowledge. We all have talked about a lot of this stuff. I mean, we do see these things happening, and there seems like there is a time frame where it's it's past expiration date, right? Kind of thing. So, I don't think I don't think that if you're a real, um, you know, strong Bible prophecy student and watching things, that you're going to say it's going to be in forty to fifty years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, look at a. Uh... The biggest one coming up is the Shemitah cycle, seven year seven year cycle coming up. It's the eleventh cycle. Begins on Dan begins on nine twenty seven. And on top on top of all that, you have all the endless narratives that we have going on right now. And on top of that, look at all the heavenly signs that took place. I mean, come on, you cannot write off the Revelation twelve sign. Sure. That was a heavenly sign that does not point out something that's gonna come fifty years from now. Right. Okay. Seems like a long time between between yeah. that sign and, and the tribulation, right? Yeah, and that, that sign took place during this cycle, which I believe is an indicator, a warning what's to come the next cycle. Here you see the pregame show, the plan, and then you see the plan executed in the next yep. seven year cycle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's why we had this is why we had two what two uh two Bethlehem stars, we had a, a Revelation twelve sign. A half-built Revelation twelve sign twice. We yep. had a we had a, 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 a four blood moon tetrad with a uh, solar eclipse that started this whole thing off. Then we had another four blood moon tetrad with a solar eclipse right in the middle of us. Yeah, and they were all they were all annular eclipses too, right? I mean, they uh, were pre-num- like prenumbral. Prenumbral, sorry. Yeah. yeah, they were all that, and which is very very rare. That this never happened in, in I, one I, year. I back, in one year, right? Happened. All now, in 2020, the year, the the year of chaos, Bob calls it. The, the, the nearest I saw something like that happen was probably like 1,300, 1,400 years ago. Wow. And it was separated by, by a three-year period, but huh. not all in one year. Oh, a three-year period. Okay. But I don't this know. Happened all That's in all in one year. year. Got to be pointing to 50 more years then, right? Yeah, yeah right. I mean, well, sure. I mean come on. It's just I logical, mean, Greg. That's in, 
That's 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 impossible that it wasn't planned what they did in twenty. And, and it so happens that it was in twenty twenty, right, Bob? I mean, yeah, you don't think again. that twenty twenty changed anything in the world? <laughs> I mean, changed the whole twenty twenty was the year of total change. Exactly. That's why that. That's why I have it on my chart. The year of chaos. Blood moon, the year of chaos. I love that. You know, yeah, you know so, such a good good title. And you know what? The funny thing, I, I'm working on the chart now. Where I take the chart and I shift it over seven years. Uh-huh. You know where that year of chaos starts at? Three and a half years in. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> three wow. and a half years into the tribulation period. Wow! Year of chaos. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting things I saw. I saw when I shifted everything over. Okay, you got the you got the blood moon tetrad that took place 2014 2015. Yeah, that kicked off this upcoming Shemitah cycle. But if you shift that all over, then you'll see that Blood Moon Tetrad right before 2022 begins. And what did the Bible say in Joel 2 28 32? That uh, the sun shall return to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Okay, so you have all that taking place with all the Blood Moon Tetrads. I mean, with all the. then you have uh, the exact same tetrad happened again right at the beginning of the day of the Lord, three and a half years. You have that once again. So I mean, mm. it'd be it's gonna be a pretty good video. Hold on, I got I got to turn around for that one. Hold hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? It's up time. <laughs> there you go. Up time. Yeah, you got to read First Thessalonians for it. Four, like 15 through 18. It's really nice uh, chapters. There's uh, and verses there. You, they're like, there's, there's no way around it. I mean, it says that we're, Jesus is himself is going to descend. I mean, with the trump of God, with the voice of our archangel, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we who are alive and remain are going to be harpazo, caught up together with them in the air. I mean, people do not live in the air. Okay, they, we, Bob. I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm on terra firma. I mean, I, that's where I live. That's where the majority of everybody lives. There's like very few people that live outside of of, the, of terra firma. But I tell you, this is like, so we're going to be caught up together with the dead in Christ in the air. That's what the Bible says. This is not us just making this stuff up and saying, you know, what's a good. A good fairy tale and a good thing, Bob, is if we were just like Star Trek transported out of here, like beam me up and it's like, and you go and you're like, that's okay. Yeah, that's my scripture. No, I mean, we're looking at the Bible and the Bible says those words. I mean, listen, if you're going to go ahead and say, sorry, I'm not going to believe that portion of the Bible. Okay. All right. Well, then what other portions of the Bible you're not going to believe either? Well, yeah, I don't like when Jesus said that and I don't like when this said that. And it's like, oh, so you're just going to go ahead and you're going to pick and choose and you're going to, you know, edit God, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, what? How, how arrogant can you be if you get to that point? That's what I want to know. It's like, no, God's wrong there. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, so you're, you're, you're right and God's wrong. Yeah. But I believe in God, but he was just wrong there. Well, you know, that God that you believe in? Boy, he's not very good, is he, if he can actually make all these horrible mistakes that you're picking up on? I mean, <laughs> why would you worship a God like that? <laughs> Amen. If you take if you take the rapture out, it's like taking a leg off of a four-legged chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it does to the whole story. 
It's true. There's no way around it. There, I've looked and I've... The, yeah, where's the hope? Hey, Joe, you know what? You're going to be slaughtered. You're going to be killed. You're going to... That, that's, you have no other option. That's just the way it's going to be, Joe. I wouldn't worship him. I wouldn't worship him. I, I would, Why would I you? Would fight, I would fight on myself. I would fight myself. I'd control my own destiny. Yeah. If I didn't think he was going to save me, which he has in many visions... Why would you need to have faith at that point, right? Yeah, why? Why would I count on him? Like, what was the point? You know, you're either you're either it, you're alpha, the alpha omega, or you're not. Exactly. Amen. That's why we got to have faith. Like, persevere. Every run the race. Okay. What do you, what you got, Bob? No, I was just going to mention the fact that that every single dispensation ends with a massive public event. Every single one of them ends with an exclamation point. You know, you had uh, the Edenic Age where it ended with a with it, with the Adam and Eve getting kicked out of the uh, get kicked out of the garden. Age of Nimrod ended with the uh, what Age Age of Noah ends with a huge global flood. Age of Nimrod ends with a, a creation of two hundred some different languages. Tower of Babel, the global thing falls. You have the end of the. Uh, the it, end of the age of the time of the, the, the Jews, the patriarch age where uh, the Jews were in um, Jews were coming out of um, it, coming out of Egypt. All right. The great Exodus with miracles that happened, the separation of the Red Sea. That was a big event. Passover. Big, event. big public event. Right. Yeah. And then of course, the age of the law came in that, that ended with the uh, death, and burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Big, the biggest event. event of them all. <laughs> yeah. Big public event. Right. So how do you end the Age of Grace? Boom. A big event. A huge public event? Yeah. It has to deal with the people involved <laughs> in this body of Christ that God's been building for the last 2,000 years. So how does God close out this project, Kevin? Drops the mic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just, exactly. Like, how does it end? Boom. Yeah. Don't how really do drop the mic. It's pretty expensive. Yeah, exactly. And then how? And then also, like, how does the seven-year tribulation end? I'd say with a pretty big event. Yeah, public event. Second so coming of Jesus Christ. Every eye is going to see him, aren't they? Yep. It's so public. Every knee shall bow. Yeah. What's, What's going to happen at the end of the one thousand years uh, after Satan is loosed a little while? I'd say a big public event is going to occur. God sends down fire and consumes everything. I mean, it's it's like. And then after that, of course, you get a new heaven and a new earth. There are big events, Bob, that, that God has every time some age ends, right? Right. So and they ask Jesus, age. like, what's going to be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And then God's, mm-hmm. and then Jesus is like, do not be deceived. There are going to be, you know, wars, rumors of wars. There's going to be pestilence. There's going to be earthquakes in diverse places. There's going to be famines. There's going And it's just like, what are we hearing about every day wars rumors of wars there's earthquakes all over the place you hear about it. famines coming next year by the way pestilence oh you're living through that for and two years and crazy lockdowns. all those things are taking place hey, do not be deceived but he says but the end is not there yet yep for, for for nation will rise against nation i can almost recite the whole thing because i've read it so many times because i don't want to be deceived i want to keep my focus there and understand what's coming next everyone always wants to know what's coming next what's coming next well jesus told us and he says but wait there's more the end's not yet <laughs> and it's like okay well i'll have faith you know and it's like and at a certain time we who are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with the dead in christ in the air 
Paul revealed years later when the Holy Spirit said, here's the mystery of how of what's going to happen to the people there at the end. And so when it comes down to it, Bob, you just got to have faith. You got to have faith that all these things that were written through the Holy Spirit are actually going to have already taken place. And the Bible's good with that because it says this stuff happened. And, and they say, like, this is going to happen. And then it does. And you're like, whoa. And you read about that. And it's like, these things are going to happen too. And you're like, well, those things haven't happened yet. And it's like this Revelation 12 thing was gigantic. It was like, people are like, okay, I see this vision. They assigned, blah, blah, blah. And then like, what was it about? Six years before it actually came, people started re- realizing that this thing that's written in the Bible in Revelation 12, that we can look and astronomically take a look at the conjunction of everything and go, holy cow, this thing is actually going to happen for the first time. And they have a computer program that actually can go back 6,000 years and say, has this ever lined up this way before? No. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Will it line up again? No, it won't. No, you look 6,000 years in the future and you're like, nope, can't see it again either. A one-time event for a one-time event. Jesus says it'll be time like never before, never again, Mm -hmm. a one-time event. And quick question, you know, so this age ends with the rapture resurrection event. That's the big public event. So how does the millennial reign end? It ends with fire coming down from heaven. Exactly. All the, the enemies are gone and the white throne judgment. Big, yeah. big public event. I would say so. That's a huge public event. All the books are opened. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to That's make a lot of public event. Yeah. He has That's to make the public uh, library, isn't it, Bob? Yeah. <clears throat> the rapture has to be a huge event because in this particular case, he's trying to save as many people as he can. Yeah. And he's not going to hold anything back this time. And that's why he sends angels. He sends the witnesses. Like, this is it. 144,000 sealed. Right. So, like, this is a big deal. Yeah. I don't, I don't, the, the, the rapture is not going to be a mystery. But I do think, Bob, what you said earlier, I just, a thought came to my mind, which is two things. God said that there'll be a famine of the word, which I know can mean a few things. All right. Meaning people not hearing it as much. People aren't preaching it, but people are right now. And I question it. When the rapture happens, the enemy knows right when it happens, they set off across the world, destroying things, and something supernaturally happens with the Bible. Then they can blame it on any deception they want. Sure. And maybe God will allow it. So when we hear the famine of the word, like that's something we should talk about more, I think, is what's going to happen to the book? Is it going to stay in people's houses? Like during the tribulation, what's going to happen to the Bible? Is it going to just sit there or somehow these guys are going to come and take it? Because they don't, people are not reading out of the gospel during the tribulation. I'm not seeing that. I'm hearing people preaching the word, being killed, martyred. And then I'm hearing an angel flying around preaching it. Mm -hmm. And then I hear the Bible say there's a famine of the word. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you, what do you guys think? Do you think that like, because if I'm the enemy and just somehow I can get rid of these books, sure. then I can blame it on something. <clears throat> maybe even I mean, blame they, it on, maybe even say Christ was the enemy from the beginning and him and his friends, his cohorts, the Christians are responsible for all this destruction. Well, yeah. I mean, of course the, they, they could point to that and say, you know, this, this whole religion thing on, 
regarding that religion. They could point, they could definitely point to the Catholic Church, which could be part of their downfall ultimately as well. I mean, let's be honest, the Catholic Church is not going to survive the Antichrist either. So it's not like, you know, the, 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 that's going to be the setup as the one world religion. That's not it. The people are going to worship Satan. But if the Bible does say, like, there are going to be family members that turn on other family members, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so this guy's got a Bible, you know? Oh, okay. Well, take him, take him in, you know? So, I mean, you got, yeah, Joe, I do think that, that, that they're going to try to stifle the word. I mean, look what happens with like authoritarian regimes when they come into power. Right. One of the first things they do is get rid of the Bible. That's right. It's like the Bible's got to get out because they're, because the, you got to believe in the state, the state is your God now, or this or this entity or the leader of the state or whomever. But it's like the Bible, that is like the antithesis of whatever they want. So, yeah, I do believe there's going to be, a, um, you know, a famine of the word. As well. I see people, mm-hmm. and I agree with you, I see people after the rapture reading the Bible ASAP, mm. ASAP, and then lighting it on fire. Mm. I see them because out of fear. And knowing that they're not supposed to know, I do know some of them. I feel some of them will cave and burn it just to get rid of the evidence. And then they'll preach to people when the spirit finally drives them to it. Mm-hmm. Only because if they walk in that house, I mean, they're going to attempt to save, you know, their behinds as much as they can. And there might be some people that are growing during those three and a half years and say, okay, I'm ready to preach. And they start doing it. Or, um, you know, so I, it's going to be bad. They're not going to want to be a part of our group. And, you know, they may see things like when they saw in Germany and people finally started speaking up. It may take some time. Um, but that, that book, that book, they're going, to, they're going to know somehow if that book's in your house. They're going to know. Someone like, someone's going to rat you out. Um, and they're going, to, you know, they're going to know the houses where people had it. Plus the houses that are empty most likely have Bibles in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, people could, I mean, people actually could be go around and like be searching for the word. Right. Right. I mean, before the, like before the angels come before the mark of the beast is there and people are trying to search out the, um, the two, pro, the two witnesses are on the scene, but they don't know. Like we know if this right. was us and we had no idea what just happened, what would the four of us do? We'd be like, we need to get a hold of this book right now. We need to know what's coming next because we have no idea because they never read it. We never would have read it. We never hung around people that told us anything except that one day Jesus is coming back. Okay. Well, we know that the next few years become really bad. We need to find out what's going to happen. And they're going to be searching. (laughs) They're going to be hunting these books because they have no idea where to get the information. It's going to be the most valuable thing on earth. First Thessalonians 4 is going to be like, the, the place where everyone's going to point to, you know, that they're going to point to that thing and they're going to, they're going to be looking at uh, verse 18 and say, wherefore comfort each other with these words. And they're going to be like, that's why all those, those believers were always just, you know, they, they, they never really got down. They, 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 they didn't get into the muck with us and they were, they were comforted by this and now they're gone and they're going to believe that they're going to like, there are going to be people that are going to understand that that's what it was. And they will, uh, believe because mm-hmm. of that. And they'll be like, this is all true. All of this is true. Listen, if that can be true, 
then anything could be true. To me. These people were just there and they're gone. I mean, that's never happened before in it for a mass of people in the history of the world. I'm never before. There are people that have that, that were taken. I mean, Enoch was there and then he was not. We know that Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind. We know those things. But uh, like hundreds of millions of people and possibly like a billion plus children yep. gone in a second, in an instant, in a twinkling yeah. eye. I mean, come on, that's never happened before. So, I mean, if you're if that actually happens right in front of your face and you know that happened and, the, and you look at the Bible and you read the verses and you're like, that's going to happen, you're going to be like, whoa, wait a minute then this whole mm-hmm. thing must be true. Well, look that at, helps look, them because at the, be, at the time when they become martyrs, they'll have faith knowing that they're going to go straight to God. Sure. Yeah. Well, look what's happening right now with all the censorship. And you can't say this. You can't say that. You can't think this way. You can't think mm-hmm. that way. It's you already know, happening. They are, they're getting ready because mm-hmm. when the rapture resurrection takes place, then, you know, the Bible says Satan has but a short time. So right. guess what? You have three and a half years before the mark of the beast comes out yep. where the angel of the Lord comes and says, hey, that mark of the beast there, that image is speaking. Don't take that mark. It's real simple. Okay, you don't need to. Don't worry about what Moses did in the wilderness and what happened with his brother Aaron. Don't worry about that. Okay, don't take the mark. It's real simple. Don't worship the image. You know, I, I know that for the first three and a half years, they're going to really do everything they can to burn the books. Okay. Yeah. And, and they're, everybody's going to be learning during that time as the books are taken away. But I think what God's going to do with those four angels in revelation 14 is when the mark of the beast comes, I mean, maybe those angels may be coming before that mark. Who knows how that all works out. But I think God's going to make it very, very clear. I mean, written, I mean, right there in stone, Extremely clear. This is simple. You don't take that mark in your right hand and forehead. You don't worship that image. If you don't do that, you will be saved. Okay? Right. Or at least not thrown into hell after this whole thing is over with. Well, okay? I mean, Satan's coming with all li- lies and wonders, right? Deceiving mm-hmm. lies and wonders. He's coming with all of them. So, th- listen, Bob, they could come with uh, some cockamamie story. The, the fallen angels could come. And, I mean, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying this is a possibility where the fallen angels come and they say, look, we were here long ago. Uh, and they're like, what about these people that say this was the rapture? No, that's disinformation. That's misinformation. Every single video that talks about the rapture needs to be taken off of this, this, this platform, blah, blah, blah. Yep. You know, there go all your uptime videos. I mean, sorry about that, but I mean, they're gone. But I mean that that's but look at they're paving the way for that, aren't they? I mean it's just like yep. this is false fake news. Well, it's fake it's news. one of the reasons why Bob has been promoting the uh what is it, the DVD uh, the drive. No, it's not the, it's the a thumb, thumb drive. drive. A thumb drive, right? Yeah. So uh is a Raymond, right? Brother Raymond? Yeah, yep. Raymond, Brother Raymond. Um so yeah. I mean, Anybody listening right now interested in that thumb drive? We should have offered that thumb drive last week, man. But uh, yeah. if anybody's interested in that thumb drive, uh, just email me, rpb642 at gmail uh, gmail.com. I'll put it right here. But just email me, let me know. Or I could probably put uh, Raymond's. Uh, you you email can email there. Raymond's uh, straight up, too. He's okay with that. Yeah, we've had Raymond on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, folks, don't be, you know, don't be afraid to leap stuff. It's a cool thumb drive. You I've know, got even one if you don't have a thumb drive. I've got one in my drawer. I mean, you know? if someone comes in here looking for something, 
Right. You're going to find themselves a thumb drive along with whatever they're looking for. Or leave a Bible. Um, I mean, even, you know, listen, I mean, we don't know if there's going to be an EMP attack where those thumb drives are just, you know, gone at that point. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, the Bible itself and maybe even put some bookmarks in there where, you know, there's some areas that you study the scripture. This is what's happening for your loved ones, something like that. I mean, unless it, like, wipes out every single tech in the entire planet, I mean, they're, you'd still be able to, like, yeah. come back from certain local EMPs, obviously, and have some tech. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, that's very possible. I mean, in order to track everybody, they're going to have to have some tech, right? I mean, it could be all fresh fallen angel tech. Who knows? But, I mean, maybe, maybe they'll support USB 2.0. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, hey look, here's the, here's the fact. Oh, Joe mentioned right. it earlier. God's got many avenues in order to reach you after the rapture as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's not going to be any lack of that. For people who are actually seeking the truth, they will they will have the opportunity to find it. God is not going to close the door on anybody um, who wants to seek salvation after the rapture. I think mm-hmm. Bob is <clears throat> Bob. What you said before with the the that angel is definitely going to be flying before the mark comes out because God doesn't wait for something to happen. He always right. warns them before. Exactly. Yeah. So do not to, take this, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. this angel could be flying around for six months. Could be, sure. Could be flying around for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck trying to yeah. censor that angel too. Yeah, exactly. And if they're if they're, if there's supernatural events going on, I'm confident now that the Antichrist is going to have to give a supernatural excuse, which includes we were at war with these other beings. We created you guys. We seeded you. And our enemy has come down there and taken our people from us. And he's always pretended to be Jesus. He created this book. The whole thing is a ruse. Right. And he just tricks them. He, he does what Jesus does in reverse, where he Whoa. talks about a guy coming, trying to kill you, trying yeah. to ruin it. Right. He, and as usual, Satan's a, a, a copycat. All he's going to do is do it in reverse. And it's definitely going to be supernatural because everything else going on around the world is supernatural. He can't compete on a human form and say, oh, the aliens took them. No. Right. And he's, he's got the most powerful people on the planet backing him up. Right. I mean, look look at Bob. Look at all the secret societies, the Illuminati and all those guys. I mean, those those people exist, okay? this is These aren't like, like people, Illuminati. Huh? That's a good card game, right, Greg? I mean, it's like, no, these people actually do exist. And you know who their ultimate savior is? Albert Pike said who it is. Mm-hmm. It's Satan himself. It's Satan himself. That is who they worship at the yeah, very they top go, level. They go by light bearer. I mean, this, yeah, you know, right. I the mean, light bearer, uh, right? Lucifer, yeah. Yeah. They'll bring but in social, social cataclysm, huge wars, bring in just, just destroy the earth. And the whole world's looking for a savior, and they're going yeah. to offer up Lucifer as the answer to end all, be all, the answer to all your problems. Yeah, take the mark, you're free. Yeah, you want freedom? Okay. Take the mark. By the way, um, I don't know if any Marvel fans out there. Um, my co- my sons want to go see the uh, Doctor Strange movie that just came out. Strange. Wow, Mark of the Beast City. Oh yeah, they got the Illuminati in there. Uh, you got the third eye. They do all that stuff with the third eye, eyeball, oh, third eye yeah. heads and stuff like that. Now I'm like, 
Come on, man. <laughs> Over, now they're <laughs> just like right in your face, far. right? Yeah. <laughs> holding anything back. That mark is probably going to be an I. You know, I would. You know what, Bob? I'd be like, well, then, if you're so powerful, why can't you take that angel out if he's spreading misinformation and disinformation and his fake news? Why can't you cancel that angel? And the witnesses. <laughs> yeah. And that just shows how powerful and the witnesses, was, right? You guys tried to kill like them, it. and they killed you back in the same manner every single time. How can you can't have a, them? He's going to have a hard campaign. I'm looking forward to him being stressed Maybe out. Maybe that's the reason why he does have such a hard campaign, because there are doubters like who are fighting against him. He, he doesn't have the easiest of time if you read Daniel. I mean, it doesn't oh, like, yeah. it's not like he just skates through and like everything's cool. He's got to put nations down. And he's always he's got oh he sees trouble over here and he's got to go back over there yeah. and it's just like a mess and um, maybe that's some of the reason why it's like hold on a second here if you're God if you're so powerful why can't you do this why can't you do that you know what's going on there mm-hmm. it's like oh give me some time I'll take care of it. it's like dude if you're God you can just snap your fingers and it's right. taken care of come on you know my God's a lot more that's like the Elijah thing right it's like. My God is a lot more powerful than yours. A lot mm-hmm. more powerful. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's a great point, Kevin. People are going to get saved just from that logic. Yeah. They're going to be like, then why can't you take care of this guy flying around telling everybody that you're the bad guy? Why yeah. can't you take care of him? Well, Nothing to see know. here behind the curtain. Nothing yeah. to see. What about these 144,000 <laughs> that are just walking around? It's like, can't you just take care of those people? No, you can't because yeah. they're sealed. They're sealed. It's like, we're going to seal these 144,000 before the wrath is poured out. Why are they sealed? So they don't get exposed to the wrath. And it's like, okay, now all of a sudden the wrath is poured out. These 144,000 are sealed. And they're going to be like, take care of those guys. Well, you can't right. say you can't. Because if you say that, then you're really, then isn't that like the opposite of being God? It's like, I well, even gods have limitation. And it's like, well, mine doesn't, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's true. That's a great point about them being sealed because let's yeah. say you got 144,000, at least half of them in one area, you try to drop a nuke on them. Yeah. You drop a nuke, guess what? They just walk right out of that nuke like it's no problem. Yeah, that's can you imagine? Deal. You can't That's hurt like them. the Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego thing you were talking about earlier, Joe. Yeah. That's they why walk they right have out to, of the fire. That's why they want to kill them all because the guy who isn't sealed has the longest night of his life for days and days. And the guy who's sealed comes out of his house yawning like everything's fine. <laughs> they're going to, I mean, I know at some point they all start running from these people, but in the beginning, people are going to see stuff like, you didn't have that attack last night, did you? Like, no, everything was fine. What's going on? You know, like, they're going to, they're going to be angry. They're going to be yep. angry. But you're also going to have the other side, the evil side that are going to be doing all kinds of lying signs, <clears throat> calling fire down. And all. I mean, it's going to yeah. get it's going to be a strange time. It's going to be mean, some show. Yeah, it's going to be some show. But you know what that but you called it earlier. What is the purpose for that? There's a couple purposes. Obviously, one, the, the, the nation of Israel and the Jews, the remnant of the Jews need to realize that Jesus Christ is their Messiah as that remnant nation, basically. That's number one. And of course, number two, giving any other any anybody else the opportunity, their last opportunity, basically, to come to salvation. And that is um, you know, that is that's really what that the purpose is. I mean, he is he is closing a book on the age there, and it's like this is the last chapter, 
And this is where the story, you know, the, but the interesting thing is like the story doesn't necessarily end there. It's like, that's the act that ends, right? That's the, right. we call exactly. like a dispensation or a dispensation or the time. And that just changes the, like the tribulation. And that's, it's a pretty short period of time compared to other ages, right, Bob? I mean, you're talking about a thousand years here. I mean, we're in an age that's like almost 2000 years to, yeah. to, to this point. And you had other ages were like a thousand some odd years, and our age is like a thousand some odd years. That one's going to be seven years. That's not very long. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And all of us right now have the indwelling Holy Spirit, and every single one of us right now. That's why we all can sit here and talk, and, and we can. The Holy Spirit jumps into each of our heads. You know, it's just we, we're able to talk and fill each other, almost finish each other's sentences. It's true. Points, you know, but that's the Holy Spirit. And I just want to share one more verse to you guys. It's Roman, uh, I think it's Romans uh, 8, 10, and 11. And it says, And if God be, and if Christ be in you, the Holy Spirit, okay, you're born again spiritually, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised Jesus from the dead, dwell in you like it dwells in all of us right now he that has raised up christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth within you so that goes to show you right there our mortal body gets changed from the spirit that's within us Mm -hmm. it just it just the holy spirit just goes i mean just busts out of us it just overtakes our flesh and then we are redeemed. That's the only reason why Robert Hagen can like stick around with us for two hours. Because yeah. He comes on, he's like, man, I don't feel so good. I'm so tired. And then like halfway through, he's like, just give Jesus a chance. You know, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah. it's like, hey, this guy's cured. That's right. But, but you know, that's look at that verse right there. You yeah. can't tell me there's no rapture resurrection. This is talking about the rapture resurrection. It's right. addressing your mortal body. Your mortal bodies all shall also quicken your mortal, not your spirit, this fleshly mortal body, by his spirit that dwelleth within you. So God's spirit, mm-hmm. Jesus' spirit that dwells within us, shall change our physical bodies here at the rapture. Right. So We're just there, getting there a little taste of it right now, right, Bob? We get a little right. taste of it every once in a while. We get energized. But that is like shackling off mortality and putting on immortality. Yeah. That is the ultimate change, isn't it? Yeah, that I love this verse. It's a great verse. I don't talk about it very much, but man, this is a this is this is every bit as good as like mm-hmm. say first Corinthians fifteen, uh fifty two through fifty three. You this know, is a promise. Quickly of an eye, you know. Yeah, this is a trump. promise. What's that? Listen, this is a promise. Yeah. I mean, this is something gigantic to look forward to. That we can some somewhat experience now when we, when we get energized with the Holy Spirit, but mm-hmm. I mean ultimately though on the day of the the rapture resurrection, it's going to be uh, an eternal change of our body, whether right. you are dead or whether you are alive and remain. Either way, you're going to get a new body. Right, and this is how God closes out the age of grace, because mm-hmm. we're, the, the time we're going into right now, semi tribulation. That's not grace. Yeah. You're getting saved by your works and faith in Jesus Christ. And oh, by the way, I told you earlier about all the wrath that comes during that time that we are not appointed to. 
All right. <laughs> Once again, that's why the rapture resurrection, this event right here, the changing more mortal body, when it's quickened from his spirit that dwelleth within us, takes place. Rapture resurrection. Amen. Okay. Amen. 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 Uh, we only have a few questions. It uh, looks like two or three. We can get through these before we yeah. end. I got to throw uh, one of Chester's questions up too. Okay. Well, we want to go with this one first. Do you think sure, some of the trib ahead. saints, tribulation saints, are the that are Gentiles going to make it to the one thousand year reign? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually posted a reply in chat. I, I think that of, I mean, obviously, the the millennium talks about Gentile nations, so there are going to be some Gentile nations. I mean, we know that. I don't. We don't know exactly how many, but it says that if they don't come up to Israel, they're going to have problems. <laughs> They don't come up on the Feast of Tabernacles. So there are Gentile nations. So I would say there are going to be few people that somehow make it through. I mean, a remnant there. Obviously, there's a big remnant of Israel. Um, and I mean big. I mean, I like there, there are quite a few um, Jews. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, I mean, well over a million. So, I mean, you're going to have a big remnant there that get protected in the wilderness. We're going to go, obviously, into the 1,000-year reign. But there are going to be other people, too, that are going to make it through. Um, but I got to say, don't bank on being one of those people, because I, I would say the odds. I mean, you're talking like you're one of eight billion people on the planet now. I don't know what that number is going to be, but I would think that's probably, you know, probably in the, mil in the millions at the very most. And if you say like, one million out of eight billion is like is is what that's like eight and one thousand. So, uh, you know, or sorry, one in eight thousand. It's a million to eight billion. So that's uh, that's a pretty th those aren't good odds. Right. Plus, we've gone over the verses of Revelation 13, where, you know, the, this, the Antichrist has power to overcome the saints. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So uh, the majority of people um, who, who come to Christ during that period of time are either going to be killed due to the destruction that happens or are going to be martyred um, one way or another um, by the harlot system, which is before the beast system which is the drunk on the blood of the wine of the saints. And so that's not a good ending there. Um, sure, you have eternal life, but still not a great ending. And then the other bad ending, of course, is getting beheaded for your faith. And the Bible talks about those people, too, who are beheaded for their faith. And, um, and so there's going to be a lot of martyrdom going on there. So I wouldn't bank on getting through it. Let's put it that way. Much better off getting in the rapture beforehand. Say, will there be some believers who don't get to live in the New Jerusalem and live outside of it and just visit to eat from the tree of life and to get leaves for the healing? That's the Bible talks about that. Kevin, you go into a lot about that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there is a difference between being saved and being in the kingdom. <laughs> and the Bible talks about a lot of people don't want to talk about that, which is okay. But a lot of denominations don't teach it either. But that's all right. They teach salvation. That's really the most important part, because obviously you can't enter the kingdom unless you are saved. But there are going to be people who dwell outside the kingdom. And so, um, you know, the Bible talks about that there are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. Right. And and so you want to be a vessel of honor. You want to be a vessel. Of, and Bob, you mentioned this gold, silver, precious stones. Right. You don't want to be the wood, the hay, and the stubble that, that, mm -hmm. that lives outside the kingdom. But you are saved. You're saved through fire, which is great. I mean, that's much better than a lake of fire. But I'm telling you this, being inside the kingdom is going to be 
glorious inside New Jerusalem itself. Amen. I'd say aspire to that. And that's the reason why Paul talks a lot about like what you need to do as you're, as a, as a believer and how you, and, and that you don't do these things because it says they will not inherit the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Talking to believers. It says, G- could Jesus come this year? He can come for the rapture. Sure. He's not going to, he's not going to set, he's not going to set up residence here on the earth for another seven more years. At, at the least. At mm-hmm. least seven more years. <laughs> That's right. Yes. But Jesus could definitely descend from heaven with the trumpet of God and a voice of an archangel this year, couldn't he? Amen. I got a, okay, another one. All right. Or <laughs> the whole could be in 2024. <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> or it could be in 2023. <laughs> so we, we don't know yet. We don't know. Greg, we'll you know yet? Out. Okay. You don't but know we'll yet. find, we don't know, but we'll find out, right? We'll find out. Yeah. It says, well, Holy Spirit come upon believers in the tribulation or saved by works. That's a, it's saved. Uh, you know, the, the fact you said the words upon believers, mm. not in, it's not indwelling in the believer. Mm. It comes upon you now. doesn't go inside of you now and seal you. So you're upon when it comes upon you, you can have the Holy Spirit, you can lose the Holy Spirit. Ask Saul, King Saul, see how that worked out for him. Mm. So yeah, so yeah, that's uh that's why that's why the Bible talks about your name be blotted out of the land's book of life. Mm. Okay, you can lose your salvation during that time. It's based on works, not it's not a free gift like it is right now, grace through faith right now. So yeah. Cool. Hector, go ahead. I got. He had. He has a few of them here. I can answer them real quick. So what? What seat? This from Chester, by the way, Kim. Oh, <laughs> so Chester. what season was Jesus born and died in? Jesus was born around a piece of trumpets. That's when they did the census in Jerusalem, where Joseph, Mary going to Jerusalem for the census. That's done in the fall. So he was born around a piece of trumpets, the fall yep. feast, and he died around Passover, of course. Yep. Well, Silver Fleur destroy America in the second three and a half years of tribulation, according to. Uh, According to the Revelation, um, according to the the seventh seal, the first four trumpets, yes, it does get destroyed. It's the third part of the earth's crust. Is abortion mm-hmm. mandates next? Um, I don't think there's going to be any children here to do abortions with because I think they're all going to be taken in rapture resurrection. And perhaps God will probably put a stall on women giving birth during that time. I hope abortion mandates. Wow. Can the 15th? Uh, May 15th, Blood Moon, be the Rapture Resurrection event? I hope so. <laughs> and is the World War, is World War or Nuclear War going to happen before the Rapture? I think it's going to happen coinciding with the Rapture. And I think that's about it. So, that's, yeah, definitely, yeah. that's definitely a timely escape, isn't it? Sure. It Something like that. A nuclear war, and I'll close with this, a nuclear war. All right, that will take peace from the earth, and sure. we see that we see the red horse take peace from the earth with the second seal. Okay, mm-hmm. that if you have one nuke go off in a civilian population now, everybody's going to shoot their nukes. So guess what? There's no peace on earth, and you have a lot of people dying. You're going to have a lot of nuclear fallout, and that sets things up for the fourth seal with the uh, the green horse. Dying by uh, dying from sicknesses and stuff like that, and death and famine. So yes, I see the nuclear war is definitely something that takes place after the rapture. 
I have enough dreams and visions. I know Joe has, you know, dreams and visions about that stuff, man. The red horse doesn't sound. I mean, you have you have quite a few dreams about when the red horse is rampaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But you think of the red horse? To you guys, we had that dream about that red planet. Yeah, is is, is no is <laughs> red horse red planet? It, it, red is just not a good color outside the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah, my my, my 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 planet was blue, which is nice. So that's that, that's much nicer than red. But then you have blue states. That doesn't yeah. work out. So you got to you got. Hey, I, all, all I can say is that uh, we're this, going this there planet, now, huh? This, this planet was uh, was voting blue no matter who. Oh man, that's all I can yep. say is what it was doing. Now it was a nice blue planet, Greg. Didn't you see a blue planet too? I saw a blue planet. Yes. Yeah, we saw a blue it, it was a yeah. It so was, did my wife. It was big. Yeah, it was big. Mm-hmm. Took my breath away. It took my breath away as well. It was all glittery, yeah. and I think yours was like dark too. But mine had some dark spots, but it was kind of that, sparkly too. Yeah, yeah, man. It's amazing. Something's coming. You Anybody know else have blue planet dreams? Let us know. It's coming, Greg. Something's coming. Something is coming. Something's coming, and we know it. We could just, just you yeah. sense it, right? It's there. It's there. Oh man, this was a good, another good one. Um, Those are good questions by Chester. Thanks, Chester. Good questions. Yeah, yeah. everybody had great questions. Yeah, uh, everyone, good, everyone. Good, good questions, everybody. Agreed. All right, everyone. I know it's. Uh, yeah, it, this was quick. This was this went by really quick for me. Anyway, I don't know about you guys. But uh, well, Lord willing, we'll be back next week. God bless you all, and uh, thank you. Keep looking up. God bless.